Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Hey watchers, it's Nyan, and welcome back for some more strongly held, but ultimately pointless opinions on episode 81 of the Watch OK Please podcast. This week we're releasing another one of our old test pitches, where we're still trying to figure out the format of the show. And playing around with formats, we tried an episode where uh, we'd have some random podcast banter up front, and then one of us would each pitch a show throughout the episode, so you'd end up getting three pitches in one episode. In this test, Scott pitched the show Floor is Lava, which is on Netflix. Dan pitched Chef's Table, which is also on Netflix. And then I pitched 90 Day Fiancé, which is on TLC and Discovery+. Plus. Like last week, there won't be a feedback segment for this one, as it was just a for- format test. But we're hoping to get a kick out of it, because it is one of our earliest attempts at this podcast nonsense. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or just give us a shout on our social media pages. If you have a show or movie you want us to watch, or just something you want us to randomly mention on air, leave us a voicemail on our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash watchokplease. All right, watchers, let's get into it. Welcome to the Watch OK podcast, live from the Malcolm Jamal Warner Theater. Um, Woo! I just called it Watch OK podcast because it's you Watch did. OK Please. <laughs> this is why this hey, is a dry run. <laughs> this is why you practice. Exactly. Watch OK uh, Please podcast. It's just a podcast with two unreasonable people and Dan discussing shows that they actually think the other people should watch because you're probably tired of hearing your friends telling you what you should watch. Why not listen to three random strangers on the internet tell you what to watch and try and convince each other what to watch? We hope it's mildly entertaining and actually possibly interesting. My name's Nyan, and I'm joined by Dan on tap and Scott. Say hello, guys. Yo. Hello. Hello there. How's it going? Good, good. How are you guys? What have you guys been up to this past week? Um, Crazy couple days uh, at work and then uh, hanging out for a while over the holiday. Um, yeah, nothing too exciting. Cool, cool. Yeah. So you d- you didn't? What did you end up doing for Thanksgiving? Because I know you didn't go to your sister's. Yeah, I was just chilling, um, and uh, I had, and and then I um, ended or I ran a ten k race. That was my highlight of it. Wait, what? Yeah, you, I ran ten k. You're running ten k's. Yeah, how did that happen? Well, that's done, an dude. excellent question. I did not think it would. Um, but yeah, I just you know started running periodically, and then. Uh, Figured out that I could actually run longer distances, and so the, this past weekend was my second ever 10k. Holy crap! I guess you, you just never mentioned running 10ks, so I'm just I'm, I was concerned because I was like, were you just at the grocery store, and then they were like, people were like, you need to run, and then you just kept running? Like, yeah, actually, I did the 10k around the grocery store itself, like you know, just running up and down the aisles until it hit uh, 10 kilometers. So it was. Pretty- I, mean, I, I just came out and said, "Run, Blywise, run." <laughs> Yeah, I was I was pretending I was on supermarket sweep. Which one, the original or the new one? Yeah, got to be the original. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they brought it back, but 
Leslie Jones yells like a lot in the sh- in the show. Like <laughs> she needs to. I mean, I know. I guess that's kind of what she's going for, but she should just tone it right. down. Right. Well, I mean, I think with, comparatively to Gordon Ramsay on all of his shows, is it any <laughs> more than that? I mean, in short bursts, but when when she yells, it's it's quite loud. So yeah. shout out David Ruprecht, right? Was that his, I think that was his name, the host of the original. I think so, yeah. And uh, Johnny Gilbert, if you remember, was the announcer, which yeah. is amazing. He's been going on Jeopardy all these years. Crazy. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What'd you do? So I, you know, just just stuck, stuck around, did the, the the Zooms giving thing as one does during the uh, the the pandemic, and uh, I, I was I had to listen to uh, the Thanksgiving cast from uh, Mark Rowley later because uh, uh, the my current company didn't appreciate it. And that that's mostly it was mostly the cat, Ginger, but you know, Cheryl didn't like it either. So <laughs> what is this exactly? So I, this I maybe I shouldn't talk about it because then I might want to make you go watch some of his stuff later. So maybe I'll hold 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 back on that. Oh I can't tell you he's a musician. I can tell you he does live streams every now and then, and he's very entertaining. All right. All right. Good start. I don't believe any of that. That's <laughs> like all, all lies. All lies. That's a, always a possibility. Two truths and a lie. Sure. So, so what? What were you up to? Oh, uh, so we I basically just didn't leave the house and then didn't really cook anything. It was literally it was a minimalist Thanksgiving on all by all accounts, which and it was beautiful. It was literally just sitting around in a pile of doing nothing because I, I did not do any work. Always good. Mostly just watched random television. I thought about doing a lot of stuff and then just didn't do any of it. It was it was living the American dream. I was going to say that sounds like the yeah. ideal way to spend a uh, holiday week. Agreed. Uh, oh wait, well I beat Spider the Spider Man Miles Morales game and then started playing God of War four. Nice. Uh, for, what not God of War for the PS4? Sorry, which I've realized if you've ever played any of those series, the the, the most of the God of War games are just the the main character screaming a lot and then destroying everything. But in this in this one, and I'm, I'm not that far into it, um, and this one for the PS4, he's suddenly a single dad and you spend a lot of time raising a child. Like, it is it is so different <laughs> because there's still a, lo- a lot of murder, but there's just a lot of educating and, and raising a child. It's very strange, but well, I'm enjoying I, it so far. It's well. I, I think of I think of it as I think of it this way. It's like he, you know, think about it this way. He's just trying to ingrain some street smarts into the kid. Is it oh, make it more realistic if you're raising a kid in the middle of this fictional game? Uh, no, because it's the it's it, it's based in it's based in the world of Norse mythology. So, like raising a child in Midgard, having him like teaching him. You're not like teaching him how to like change a flat tire you're teaching about a murder zombies and then uh, occasional norse gods so. oh well i mean all of the important things yes yeah. so yeah. well that's good the, the stuff sesame street would normally cover yeah i was gonna say i thought you were like in the middle of this game where you're killing a bunch of people you're just like teaching a kid how to ride a bicycle or something <laughs> kind of you end up telling a lot of stories on a boat i mean there's that you don't hmm. you kind of teach them how to shoot at things he does get better over time, and you just generally explain the world and how to interact with people. 
so yeah, I guess it, it, there are, you're not fully teaching practical skills all the time, but it's a lot of life lessons. Like never trust a zombie. Yeah. And also never trust a monkey either. Yeah. Or monkey zombies. Yeah, neither. neither. Yeah, that would that seems like it would be just the worst of the uh, combination of those things. Yeah, <laughs> but I would love a space a space ghost crossover. Like if we can get Brack yes. to show up in this game, it'd be amazing. Because oh gosh, I mean Brack as a Norse god, like that's that's brilliant. Or or, or, or better 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 yet, have his spirit be personified in his axe. So every time you swing it, it basically goes ah. <laughs> Oh my God! Wiz, Blywiz, you've seen the Brack show, right? Nope. Oh, okay. No, oh, this, 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 this is going to be another episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that's another episode. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much what I was up to. So, why don't we just get into it? And by it, I mean the actual content of the podcast. So, for those of you, if this is your first time tuning into the Watch OK Please podcast. We're basically going to spend the next thirty or forty minutes trying to each taking turns trying to convince. The other two to watch a show or, or or movie that we actually enjoy or maybe we hate. I don't know. And why don't we inflict the pain on others? Yeah, but we're all about sharing here. Exactly. I say, like I say, sharing is scaring. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> you never know. Every day is Halloween. <laughs> Nyan, I, I know our many listeners are not going to appreciate this, but can you move a little bit towards the middle of your camera? Oh, there we go. Sorry, it's moving closer to the mic. Okay. Oh, makes sense. But I think we're doing. Uh, I think we can still hear you pretty well. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Cool. So you're first up, Scott. Uh, what, what do you want us to watch this week? What kind of nonsense you have for us? Yeah. Well, man. I mean, now that you've opened up the possibility of things that we hate, I mean, that just kind of really uh, adds a lot of potential, <laughs> a lot of potential things to the list. This week, I will. Uh, most of the ones that I have that I wanted to tell you guys about are things that I have enjoyed that I've watched relatively recently, and for but for like for various reasons. And one of them is the game. I guess you could call it a game show uh, called Floor is Lava uh, on Netflix, and it's a pretty cool premise actually because it kind of tries to take like the game that a lot of kids like play, you know, in their, you know, in their parents' houses, in their like living rooms or whatever, where you say, oh, the floor is lava. So you have to jump from like um piece of furniture to piece of furniture without touching the ground. And, you know, you get to use your imagination and like pretend that there's lava uh, on the ground. But uh, so the the show takes that premise much more literally and basically designs a, um, an obstacle course, in a sense, for uh, the contestants to go through. And they're basically in this huge... Uh, oh, actually, they mentioned where, where they're at. They took an old IKEA um, furniture store that... They, IKEA moved out, but I guess they, they sold the building. So they took it over and put this enormous vat of water, which is colored like orangish which is supposed to like represent actual lava. Yeah, quote unquote. But yeah, so the 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 idea is that the there's teams of like two to three people. It's a little weird. Sometimes there's two, sometimes there's three. They don't really explain it, but just like a group of people that know each other. And they, they kind of make up the, the room, so to speak, uh, with different pieces of furniture in it. 
So, and with different teams go in, there's different types of rooms. So there's one room, which is like a bedroom with like beds and dressers and uh, things like that. Then there's a kitchen, uh, there's a study, I think, uh, and a couple other ones too. And so there's different, like really random pieces of furniture space throughout the room. And the people on the team have to figure out how to get from one piece of furniture to the other without falling in. And of course, if they fall in, they like disappear um, into the lava, quote unquote, never to be seen again, at least temporarily. Um, and if they can get from the start to the end, and there's at least one of the team members makes it to the end, then they score points. And so if all th uh, if, if there's one point per person. So if they all make it to the end, they get three, three points if there's three people, uh, et cetera. And yeah, some of them make really dramatic kind of like, you know, uh, make it very dramatic when they fall in the lava uh, and they like go, no, and like, like put up their hand and then like they sink and then all you see is like their hand and then their hand goes in. It's pretty cool. And so, yeah, it's, in, uh, I like it because uh, like to, to see somewhat to see how they approach it. Like there's very, the, the teams have very different approaches to the, to the course and sometimes they really do work a lot together sometimes one person's like i'm just going to figure this out and then the other people on my team will follow and it's a very good show to like watch as you're doing something else because you really don't have to pay super close attention to it um you can just have it on in the background but it's still kind of fun and it like a, in feels like a, a clever concept uh it's hosted by this guy called rutledge wood that is his actual name the name of the host. He kind of dresses somewhat like Nick Offerman um, in like plaid shirts and things. And he, yeah, he, so he kind of narrates as the, the teams try to do their stuff. So yeah, I like it. The floor is lava. You should check it out. So, so I have one question about this Rutledge Wood though. <laughs> yes. Would you say, would, would you, would you say he's magmanimous? <laughs> Magmanimous? Magnanimous, magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I think I would say that. Yes, yes. Good, 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 good question. Sorry, it's the dad <laughs> of me speaking. It's the dad of me speaking. I had to ask. Dude, I'm waiting for dad jokes about the Hawaiian uh, names for lava. Uh, uh bahoy, buddy. Like, <laughs> I know you can do. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel like it's, a, it's supposed to be like a, a, a song. I think in some ways. You know, I, I feel like we should be, I should be taking something from like the Moana soundtrack and just putting those in there. There you go. That would actually be pretty fun. Like to watch the show with like the Moana soundtrack playing, like instead of the actual like sounds from the show. It's like, it's, it's funny. Like I had Lin-Manuel in one year and Rutledge Wood in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that is his real name, or at least that's what he says. So that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, I mean, I mean, other than, other than that, I mean, so what what's the age bracket of these contestants in the show? It's it varies a lot, and they all have like a different way they know each other. Some of them are like family members, some are like coworkers. That that's some really interesting ones. Uh, some are like you know friends from college, like us. How about that? So it, most of them are young, kind of athletic people, but they have some uh, some variety in there as well. So why would I watch this over something like that? I could also use as a space filler, like I don't know, like The Price Is Right. <laughs> like there, I have Plinko. I've got a potential Mountain Man. I've got Drew Carey. Like why am I watching oh, your fake lava show 
which is offensive to people who've fallen into actual lava, by the way. <laughs> like, like, why am I watching this over over those other things? Well, the price is right. People actually falling into lava. That mini golf game you had in college with where you would shoot uh, golf, like you would putt into a, a lava tube. The lava tube. Like, yeah. So <laughs> An- 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 Anakin, Sk- Anakin Skywalker not included, basically, in this demographic here. Yeah. I love that game. I, that, was a, that was a cool game. It's it's different. Like, it's definitely, it's a unique concept. And it kind of has a nostalgia factor of, like, trying to remember when you played it as a kid. Yeah. But it's kind of like Wipeout, right? Like, that show Wipeout? Um, Do you know what show I'm talking about? I think so. I mean, it's it's an obstacle course where like people are getting like kind of pushed off. It's like Ninja Warrior. That like Ninja Warrior took place at a McDonald's play place, <laughs> but like yes, and like, replaced the water like where they fall in with lava. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sounds so much more dangerous. Yes. This is frightening. Uh, I'm concerned. So uh, I have a lot of concerns. So so how how do, how does everyone feel about the entire show being the physical challenge? The physical oh from Double Dare. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yes, essentially what it is. It, yeah, yeah, pretty much. No slime is involved, at least not so far. And at least like there is, I think, all right, nine. So unlike the price is right, or I feel like it's a lot of luck is involved, at least in Plinko for sure. There is some feel to this. Um, you do have to like, there's multiple ways to get from the beginning to the end. So you do have to kind of think about what way is going to work out for your team and what way will get you to the end the fastest. And sometimes they like figure, you know, they, uh, they really struggle figuring that out. And sometimes they come up with some really cool ways to get across the course. So we teach children like me engineering skills. There you go. Yeah. Or just like logic, I guess, in, in some ways. And, yeah, or um, like figuring out some, some of the ways that they can get across are more like just uh, because of um, because of their athletic skill and their just ability to like hang from stuff and you know not fall down, which would make me not which would make me fail at this pretty much right away. Um, and some of them are is more of like, well, this is you know, I have a better chance of jumping and then not falling in on this object versus this other object. And there's also like hidden stuff in the rooms that can help uh, like provide more, that can help provide more like stuff in the room that they can use, but they have to figure it out or discover it in order to use it. Or so sometimes if they can figure out where the secret thing is, um, it makes it a little bit easier to get across. So, so yeah. like for example, like if you're for example, if you're in the study, basically, you would accidentally knock over a bookshelf and then you could jump on the bookshelf to get across the room. That is exactly right, Dan. Actually, that's that's almost exactly describes one of the one of the situations where that happens. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. For the record, don't don't sign us up for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> don't. <laughs> hey, oh, I, 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 unless you want to see a bunch of, you know, like, you know, grown men like failing miserably, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I would. I I bet I could make it maybe to the first or second um, piece of furniture, and then then that's it. If you do enjoy watching people like fall into orange colored water um, that's smoking, uh, then it has that going for it. I mean, I don't think there's anywhere else on TV you can see that. 
so so the first episode obviously which is where we probably would, would want to i think we, i guess we'd want to start there um just so we get the premise they they line up the premise that you're talking about here how is that is that first episode fairly representative of, of the rest of the episodes or you say there's like another episode that's kind of more quintessential to to the uh, the whole being of the show so this is a really uh, this is a good show in that respect in that you don't have to start in the beginning you could literally pick any episode you want um because right. they they, they explain the basic premise at the beginning of each show, like, and they're all pretty different. You know, they're all self-contained, so there's no each each team is only in one one episode, at least so far. There's no Ken Jennings of uh, of of the nope, show, I guess. Not not yet, and it, even um, it's never the same thing twice, which is cool. Like even some some teams, like there's a limited number of rooms. I think maybe five in total or something. But even if you get, to, you know, different teams in the same setup in the same room setup, they do they approach it differently. So it's 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 always different. So you should watch it. Pick any episode. Uh, it's on Netflix, by the way. I should add that it's on Netflix. Um, yeah. So. Accessible for most people. Subscription, yep. Then you can you can get it, and yeah, any episode you can start anywhere you want. You can they're they're and they're like half an hour each, so very pretty, uh, you know, short, uh, easy to get through, and uh, yeah, kind of a good good thing to have on. Like I don't know when you're uh, making dinner or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So we'll check it out, and we will let you know what we think next week. Stay tuned. All right, so who's going to convince us of something next? Dan, all got? right. So keep it, keeping on this uh, kind of pseudo reality kind of trope here, and I going into the your far distant universes, like as we, as the three of us tend to do a lot, actually, in a lot of our choices. I think uh, I wanted to go back to uh, a continuing series that's also Netflix, actually. Uh, and I, but, but first, I want to ask a question Have you ever just eaten dinner and then happened to get a view of other food and immediately became hungry again. Yes. Depends what yeah. the food is, but yes, I can understand. So like if, I'm saying if it's not pizza, not made in the major pizza centers of the world, <laughs> like say pizza from Nebraska, for example, you know, you, you probably would not want to have that obviously. So, but oh, I'll eat pizza anyway. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, there's the, the pizza universe is very expensive. But what if they use what if they they what if they make flatbread? They put ketchup on it in a in a, in a spiral motion, and they sprinkle cr- crumble up craft singles on top of that and try and melt it in a toaster oven. I think that's that's reasonable grounds for murder. <laughs> like that person should no longer. Okay, well, so the, well, it's a good thing because my selection, which is Chef's Table on, on Netflix, is the antithesis of that basically. So. Each of the seasons, basically, um, there's and there's actually a, a splinter show uh, as well for barbecue uh, as well. But uh, the first, the first, you know, four seasons, basically, what they do is they kind of spotlight uh, a specific chef and how they came into the culinary world and how they their unique approach to understanding uh, cuisine and and cooking and all things related to that basically come to it. And, and it's really interesting because they take a lot of people that do fine dining and then they go into some people that do kind of more very specific ethnic cuisine or they've actually gone into people who that do pastry as well and it's it's super interesting because again you know not many of us have an in-depth bio you know knowledge of someone's biology 
of who makes your, you know, your, 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 your chick mix down the street, if you will. Chick mix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> throwback right there. That's a we'll explain that later. Yeah. But so, but yeah, but what I, what I love about the show is that, you know, it really connects because like sometimes you see like Gordon Ramsay, for example, everyone knows who Gordon Ramsay is. So, you know, people have this kind of idea of who he is, you know, always screaming, um, you know, and he, but, you know, he's very serious about quality and he rewards hard work and, and good work basically and at the end of everything, once you get through all the mess of it. Right. But like, it, but I think that, you know, it's a persona that you're seeing there. Whereas I think that, you know, while other big calling people might have a persona, I think these shows really reconnect with the human element out of what they're doing and how, like what happened to them in their lives, regardless if it's a death of a close family, family member or a friend, or if it's, you know, going through, you know, different hardships, like living, like living in poverty or, you know, trying or struggling to basically find where you're going to where you're going to find a way to cook with passion, basically, and cook from your heart, if you will. So it, it tells all these different stories, you know, individually per episode. And it's, it's, it's super awesome because like I said, it connects the humanity with the food and it's just visually stunning. I mean, the, the person who created this, they, I mean, they, they really elegantly know how to film action scenes and whether people actually cooking or doing something else foraging you know uh gardening butchering doesn't matter what it is i mean they find a way to elegantly pull this whole kind of story of the of the chef or the individual or the, along with the story of that style of cuisine or of that approach to specific cooking or you know even just approach to life in general in some cases and so i, I think that the series is, is is really brilliant again you can probably, you know, pick and choose what you want out of the seasons here. Um, so, I mean, for example, if you like a specific, if you heard of a specific name but want to know more about this person, you say, oh, well, I really want to hear more about this person. And you can really focus in on that person. And it may just be a, a stepping stone to kind of think about, oh, well, you know, that's super interesting. I never thought you could cook lamb that way or something like that. Or I never thought that, you know, oh, wow, that's super interesting about how it's super important to basically use the ingredients that are immediately in your surroundings basically to reinforce the cuisine that you're cooking or or the, or the experience or food experience you're trying to you're trying to basically put apart on the plate and in your in your establishment if you will so it's i think it's like super interesting you know i'm 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 crazy about food obviously as you can tell from my i i'm the uh, i have a biotype that's commonly referred to as one who does not refuse a few pizza slice um <laughs> So well, you might refuse that pizza from the beginning that Nyan was talking about. Oh I yeah, the, the the murder pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I were, but like, oh yeah, sure. yes, yeah, yeah, pizza. Yeah, but I mean, again, but gen generally good pizza. You know, I, I'm good with. Yeah, but yeah, that, this that's the reason. That's the reason why here. I mean, and there's no host per se. I mean, they they basically what they do is they bring in local um, experts in that geographic area. So usually either food critics or food writers or whatnot or and they or other or friends or friends or whatnot of the individual in question it's it's again it's super fascinating it's got a nice like i said humanistic spin to the world of of you know modern cuisine so so how is it structured like what's each episode like what how does it how does it go we once so basically they'll usually start with some sort of like or like big net kind of like I mean, I hate to sound like Ken Burns here or whatever, but you're, you're, you're coming in from like a certain vantage point and you're kind of focusing in on something. And then they basically say, they state, they state some sort of kind of overarching 
statement or theme, which they've obviously cut from tons and tons of footage, obviously, uh, documentary style. And then after that, you know, it, it hits into the, the theme. When it comes out of the theme, basically, it, it kind of cuts back to the, what they were doing before, in most cases. And then they start telling the story of basically how they came in to to cooking, if you will. And so it kind of starts them off, you know, they'll, they'll mention like early, early they'll mention generally early childhood stuff. Sometimes, sometimes they'll start off, start off when they're teenagers. Sometimes they'll start off when they're a little bit, they're, if they're really old, they might start off like, you know, when they left to go to culinary school or when they left to go be, be an apprentice kind of thing. So it kind of starts off like kind of chronologically and it follows kind of that, that, that person's life and as it relates to food and how it, they basically develop themselves into the, the passionate food professional that they are. Cool. So it tells all the trials and tribulations, what restaurants they open, what restaurants they couldn't open, what restaurant, what, you know, places that they've places have or won five many that they failed you know it's again it's i think i think again it brings a humanity to the whole thing and it's not just someone yelling at you know where's my john dory you know so each episode is focuses on a different chef correct yeah and and the seasons are pretty short they're uh, on average you know i think uh, four to eight episodes i mean the episodes are pretty long they're around 40 40 something minutes or so. But I I, get it. I think you kind of get enraptured in this. And all along the way, they're showing glimpses of these like amazing dishes that they make. And again, the cinematography in this, like, again, is brilliant. I mean, you get, I mean, you get the colors. I mean, you get everything basically but tasting and fragrance, which, which I'm hoping they'll do, be able to do at some point via the internet. But you no, know, we'll get there. <laughs> do you, oh, sorry, Nine, you, you go, you ask. Oh. Well, I have a couple of questions, but if you want to, you want to go ahead. Oh, I just okay, yeah. I just had one other thing I was going going to ask. Um, do you th- is there an episode you would recommend, or is it just like is there Ooh. any places? Ooh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So if I if I had my, so if I had my 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 recommendation here, I would probably say this. So the, so the first season obviously has a, a lot of uh, a lot of acclaim. So uh, again, it, it, like I said, it, 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 there is a bar, there is a, there is that barbecue version too. So again, if, if you're into barbecue, obviously you know that's obviously a good pl- a good place to start in some ways. But in in volume one, I would say I personally um, the Massimo Batura episode. So he is, um, in case you don't know, he's, he's probably one of the seemingly him and like Jose Andres kind of fight for being very magnanimous <laughs> bringing that term back throw that story back right there P- uh, chefs out there basically I mean, he's very passionate you know it's uh his restaurant's uh osteria francescana and it's obviously in italy uh and uh again he he goes to visit a Parma, uh, parmesan reggiano producer and like you you feel like you, you just want to be there you just want to basically rip into that huge you know 100 pound you know wheel of parm because it's like it's like it's aged like four or five years and it must be amazing with all the umami flavors or whatnot. But if you want to stay more like local to the U.S., uh, the one the episode before that is Dan Barber. He's known for uh, Blue Hill and Blue Hill Stone Mars up here in the area, and he's very much you know another person who's very about very about the earth and the things that come from it, and very much you know all things related to you know a uh, uh, very healthy and uh, e- ecosystem all around. So, but is there an episode about the rat from Ratatouille? You know, that's. I think that there, there's a missed opportunity right there. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know what they I don't know how they overlook that really. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, he he he's done a lot of a lot of things. I mean, like I said, I mean, I I, I mean, I think there's at least like one or two episodes really pretty much from every season. Like I'm like, wow, I'm like I'm I'm looking at this like this this video and I'm just like drooling. I'm like literally getting hungry again, even though I just ate like a full meal. <laughs> yeah. If there isn't an episode with the rap from Ratatouille. Is there an episode with the Prime Deli from Waltham, Massachusetts? Because you don't get to reference the Chick Mex, one of the greatest sandwiches of all time, and then not have me watch this show and there not be an true. Episode so I guess my, my my thing is again. This is what I talked about before, though. Is that you know we didn't we don't have a personal biographical understanding of the true creator of the Chick Mex. They could be there, Prime Deli still, or they could have been long gone, like you know, fifteen years ago. So I mean, this is the thing. Is like I I would love to. This is like this is what I, I kind of like feel like you know, if if I had you know unlimited amounts of money, I would probably want to do a documentary and basically go to say <laughs> like twenty places in my history that have had like that kind of chick mex level of effect on my life, if you will, <laughs> and say like, and I want to know anything and everything about the history of how that sandwich or how that entree or how that you know appetizer came to be. Can we get Prime Deli to sponsor this podcast? Probably. I don't think they're doing much of yeah. anything right now. Take out, right. probably. Um, we'll look into it. Dan, uh, are you familiar with this uh, this disease? They, they, I think it's called the Rona. <laughs> um, because you're te- you're teasing me with this with all of these fancy pictures, your fancy food pictures, your Ken Burns food <laughs> pictures, making my mouth water, and I can't go to a restaurant without wearing like a hazmat suit. So how is this show not just going to make me incredibly depressed and kill myself or a restaurant tour? <laughs> Again, it is fair, but I, I like to think that the stories and the, and, and the, and the items behind it are, are somewhat inspirational. I like to think that if you still have a soul and you haven't sold it already, like some of us, um, then, <laughs> then, may, then maybe, just maybe, you might feel that the humanity might eclipse your need to to, mur- to murder someone in the, uh, to murder a food professional basically. Uh, that's my hope. That's my hope. I have no pro- I make no promises, but I hope. I would love that. But what if what if the person what if somebody's watching this they just don't like food like the concept yeah. of food. Like if they just that, don't again, like that, like they don't like to see pictures. Well, they don't like to see pictures of it. I mean, again, it, like, I'd say like this? as far as like you know, if we're talking about percentage of on time screen of finished food. Like not food that has been in process, basically. So let's just we add that in too. So we have finished product, which is probably maybe about maybe one to two percent of of the shots, basically. I'd say food preparation somewhere around the eighteen to twenty percent mark, and I feel like the rest of it basically is okay, maybe there's about five percent foraging or and or kind of sourcing of ingredients, and then the rest of it basically is very much like. The, more of the humanity, more of the the history and the timeline of of the individual, I'd say. So I'd say that you know, I'd say about a good sixty five to seventy percent of it is is food tangent food tangential, but not actual food in your face. Okay, so so I guess what you're saying is, even if you're only willing to eat a restaurant that's bird box themed, so you eat all your food blindfolded. Absolutely, or still enjoy again, or you or, or if you want food served by ninjas, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And people do yeah, like getting absolutely. served by ninjas. It's so a real thing. That is. Does that exist? No, that that exists, huh? It does. This is yeah. this is this is where we. This is what I say. This is when I quote Wayne, Wayne's you? World and say, "Phil, are you mental? We were there." 
God, I hope that restaurant doesn't close down. Ninja oh, that's right. So I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know they're still open, honestly. Uh, well, I not right really now, be, probably. But... Nope. They close March 5th, yeah. 2020. Oh, that is a shame. That's a shame. So, surprisingly yeah. good sushi. Like, I was really, yeah. actually very impressed with the quality. Yeah. Uh, although, I, although, I, although, I never, we never, Dave's uh, friend of the show, Dave, uh, I feel like his, knowledge of of sword making was not quite yet at the level as it is now and i feel like he if he had had the eye now he has now the had then he'd be able to tell us how good or authentic basically the weaponry was that was was being served on so to speak but i like your idea of going going around you know again like when we actually can uh going around to restaurants <clears throat> from our pasts and finding out the history behind their menu items that we like like we, we could just spend we could just spend like a day at Ryan's Deli. I mean, I'd be good with that. <laughs> yeah, shout out Ryan's Deli. Cool, man. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll try to watch watch an episode yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Again, and yeah. I'm happy. Like I said, if you if you tell me about a cuisine you're looking, you want to see, I'll try and kind of pick through one or two, and I'll say, hey, go with one of these. These happy to do that for you guys. Extra extra service, as they say in the in the. You really want the exactly. Michelin star that we can't well, give you. Well, oh, I, I, don't, I don't need the Michelin star because I have the Michelin tire in my belly. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you'll, hit the, you'll get in the guide somehow. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Up next. Up next. So I guess it's my turn. All right. My pick is from the Learning Channel, uh, now known as TLC. And I don't know if you guys watch a lot of TLC. I was just... But no one's learning <laughs> anything. Just a, a lot of people making a lot of mistakes. and. Uh, that's important because it, it's a way for you to learn, and that's why I think you you should you're both you can both take away something from the show Ninety nice. Day Fiance. And the premise of the show Ninety Day Fiance is essentially that it's it's uh, folks in the in the U.S. getting into relationships with uh, other folks that live abroad and then trying to bring them through the visa process to eventually get married and relocate to the United States. So. It, throughout the show, you end up learning a lot about visas, uh, catfishing, because there are inevitably people are catfished. And it's interesting because the catfishing really happens later. The first couple of seasons of the show, it's just following these individual couples in a very reality show format, very much like the, a real Housewives format, if you will, with talking heads, and then just following them th through their lives. And for the first couple of seasons, it's actually pretty straightforward. It's people who seem like they're somewhat well-adjusted or at least they're trying to be in a, a legitimate relationship and you're actually learning how to go through the process some point around season four they threw that all out the window and just found the most insane people on the planet who wanted to get together and have a relationship for reasons they can't even fully articulate half the time that make absolutely no sense situations like i, I knew the i met the person for one week and then we got married because they thought that was a good idea. I think it works for both of you, because Dan is married, mm -hmm. Scott is not. Scott, this is actually a really helpful primer as to how not, like what to do if you ever wanted to get in a relationship with someone abroad. Check, make sure you check their social media. Make sure you <laughs> confirm they're actually a real person. Make sure they actually want to talk to you. Make sure, like there, there was one guy, one, one guy on the show named David, who would only date girls from uh, Ukraine. And he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars dating random women. And the, the woman he was on the show with refused to meet with him 
or, or came up with excuses not to meet with him at least three times. He flew to Ukraine three times and she didn't show up every single time. <laughs> he would fly from Vegas to Ukraine and he was convinced that they were in a relationship together. It still gets weird in the show. You spent a lot of time think spend a lot of time thinking that these people don't actually exist half the time. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it is a true catfish situation. Sometimes it, it's just people being awful to each other with such ridiculous age gaps. Like you've got 60-year-old women dating 20-year-olds and and men, like 50 or 60-year-old men dating 20-year-olds. Like it's insane. People who barely know each other and are just awful. And it, it I, from from that perspective, it'll it really, I think it's important for you to watch that because it'll help you avoid any potential pitfalls in the future if you ever wanted to go this route. Also, you'll, you'll learn a lot about the visa system, which might help with your job in dealing with international students. So I really think there's a lot to learn there, despite the fact that TLC doesn't teach anyone anything anymore, except how to think. Dan, on the other hand, this is an amazing way to kind of learn from other couples and everything they've ever done wrong ever. There's literally just like people who have no business, who, who, who punched weight above their weight, and are dating people who are literally in relationship with people who just say, I'm only with you for your money. There's one couple where it's, li- it's literally this dude like who's a medical marijuana salesman who picked up this 20-year-old from Russia who basically just repeatedly tells him and screams at him that I'm only here for your money. Shut up. Why don't you give me money? And she is the worst person on the planet. Like, it is awful. <laughs> but she's super hot. But it's problematic. And uh, I mean, there, there, are other, there are other couples where People like despite being catfished, they stay together. There's there's a there's a woman who was in her uh, almost sixty who hooked up with an, a guy from India who originally catfished her, and then ultimately said like when she found out she got catfished by him, they still fell in love and they she still moved to India to try and be with him. So it's literally it's a great way to boost your esteem about your own relationship because there's no way. You're as bad as any of the people on this show. And I think it's it's a great way to feel good about yourself. Or Schaud and Freuda, basically. You know, I, I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's everyone's favorite German word, Schaub. It's a perfect reason to watch the show. It's a it's mm. a perfect distraction. It's complete and utter nonsense. The the people on it are just insane, awful, awful human beings. And it's weird because that's 90% of the people, there's still 10% like people who came in earlier seasons or people who are just perfectly fine and normal. So you do get, you do get kind of that reality check every once in a while being like, okay, not everyone in the person is, is complete garbage. To the extent that you're seeking someone from another country, there is a reason, not everyone's out there to scam you. There are people who have reasonable relationships and it moves forward. And so I think it, it has something for everybody. I call the Disneyland, Disney world of shows. Like it has its Epcot and it has its magic kingdom. And, and it's right there for you. And you don't have to give anyone your thumbprint at the door. It doesn't cost what feels like thousands of dollars to go to. It's right there on your TV, available via the TLC app, on, reg- on regular cable via yeah. TLC, or on Hulu. Uh, via, via the regular so you're saying network. it's not such a small so, world. I, thought, <laughs> it, I mean, it sounds like it the show has something for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, a 100%. I think it does. I, I think I think it's well worth your time to watch it. And I would also note that if you guys are ever worried about a, se- a series ending, the way that TLC has structured it, they've created multiple spinoffs that also have multiple seasons. 
So mm-hmm. the original show had seven seasons, and there are two other spinoffs with like three to four seasons each, and they're all going strong. So you'll never <laughs> run out of television. You'll never watch anything else. You'll never see anything that anyone else has ever told you to see. It's the perfect show. You'll never have to watch anything ever again. Crazy man. So 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 you mentioned India and Ukraine. So do we do you get a good uh, you know spread across the world here? Oh yeah yeah we we hit every region. Um, you hit like Korea. You hit Ecuador, uh, Colombia, uh, Nigeria. Prince. Definitely definitely folks in Morocco. Folks in, if I remember correctly, folks from Egypt. Oh wow. Jordan in the most recent season. Spent a lot of time in Jordan doing some dumb, dumb stuff. There are definitely a couple like areas that seem to get hit a lot. Like there's multiple episodes yeah. of folks in like Russia and Ukraine, but you definitely do get like a a good spread of of folks, and it's it's just generally the most ludicrous combinations you'd think of. Like it, it's so it's so. Mostly... Are there actually any people on the show who genuinely are like trying to get into a relationship and like actually make like a legitimate connection with someone? Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's one one couple, um, Lauren and Alexei. Lauren is from the U.S. Alexei's from Israel, and they make. I think they might have met on birthright, and they ended up having like a real genuine connection. And they're actually very well adjusted. There's no reason for them to be on reality TV. They're still fairly entertaining, and um, wow. they're not okay. really dumpster fires of human beings. So those people definitely do exist. Unfortunately, they often don't mm. stick around on TLC much anymore. Like all the people, a lot of people from the earlier seasons, because they're less interesting and their their lives aren't completely complete utter nightmares. <laughs> yeah. um, Funny thing about that. Or, but but I but I feel like you know I mean correct me if I'm yeah. wrong here, but I mean I think it's almost like seeing a new situation, a new permutation uh, of something is like is what makes it so exciting. It's like you know variety is the spice of life kind of thing well yeah and i i'd imagine the ones that are actually like genuine and well-adjusted are the ones that really don't make great reality tv yeah that is why they tend to not stick around as much but they're there they're peppered in like even in later seasons like every once in a while you're like oh (laughs) why are you still here um it's it's a lot like (laughs) on the trump administration like you're not just going to let the watch. Yeah, the it's world like it's good like, to know those people are here? there, but then oh. they realize like, what the heck am I doing here? And then they get out. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But I have an uh, Nyan, I've been wondering why do you like this show? What what appeals to you about the show? Um, so it it is kind of mindless. It's one of those things I can just kind of throw on and not have to think about so much. I spend half my time flipping through menus <laughs> on streaming services trying to find something to watch. Just trying to get my, my wife and I on the same page, like to to find like one thing. It's great to just kind of have a go to. Like we could always <laughs> just be like, all right, let's just watch ninety day. Call back, and like we can then sit sit our sit on our phones for like an hour, an hour and a half, and and just see kind of random nonsense. So that's kind of what like that's part of the appeal. And then every every like ten to fifteen minutes, we completely outraged about something, and then all, and then <laughs> you know be able to just go back to our phones. And not really have missed anything at the end of the day. Like, I think I've spaced out on, like, entire episodes, uh, possibly even <laughs> entire seasons. And it's okay, because I still, like... So you can like start at, at any point in the in the series. Yeah, we actually started kind of randomly in the middle. And it, it's kind of weird the way that TLC splits it up sometimes. So you could start in a random season and not be completely lost, because you might be starting with a new set of, of couples. So you, if you, as long as you start from okay. the beginning of a season, you're. But you right. could, but you could kind of jump in at any season. You, you 
But like you said, it seemed like more of the sane people are in the be- towards the beginning. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it'll it'll it gets more interesting and more weird. Like there's more people throwing cakes in other people's faces. Yeah. There's just there's more of that later in later. It's a portfolio. It's a portfolio. It's a good time. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it, it's yes. it's like your busted chapter keeper of people. Yes. Where where um, the rings have like broken, so it doesn't quite close all the way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's an off-brand. Oh, yeah, it was, it was like a trapper keeper. It was a, like a first, um, like, let's say a, a generic trapper keeper, as opposed to the to the brand name. Yeah, I got and, you. And, and the and the, and the snap the snap fell off, or the velcro fell, is, doesn't work anymore, so it can't. Yeah, like yeah, yeah the I, I is worn down, so it doesn't really. Yeah, and it's got a picture of a bunch of uh, things called <laughs> Smurfs on it. And, and, like and, and the outside cover, you can't draw your, your, your stussy S's on them, so it's not worth anything. This quite possible. I mean, this, this, this Trapper Keeper analogy, generic Trapper analogy, might be the single-handedly, single-handedly best analogy for, uh, for you know, critique of programming that might ever existed. It's also actually not a bad analogy for 2020 in general. Truth. (laughs) 2020 is the generic trapper keeper of years. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And on that note. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. All right. So we will. So, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely check you guys out uh, next week. You know, when we uh, hopefully have picked up at least an episode or so or two uh, out of the out of the bunch here, hopefully. And uh, we'll be able to tell you what, what we think what'd you think but in the meantime you know catch us there through the uh flip side here you can check us out at info at watch okay please.com and check out as well as social medias we're also watch okay please and uh please feel free to send us some love you know you can, you can use actually uh through through this podcast you can actually send us voice messages if you'd like to kind of give us your own kind of recommendations or what it cases and feel free to hit us up or if you want to give us your take on any of the shows that we mentioned Precisely. Yeah. All right. So, so saying, saying, uh, saying adieu from the Malcolm Jamar Warner studio here, we bid you good night. Good night. Well, that happened folks, which uh, brings us to the end of another episode of the watch. Okay, please podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to us spout more nonsense today and hope you join us next week for another exercise in utility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or just tell a friend about us. Until next week, keep on watching. <laughs>